So, I have some breaking news. What is it? That will absolutely be current when this yes, when this weeks. comes out. Mm-hmm. It's it's gonna be it's gonna be brand new information that no that we're gonna be the first on the scene to wait, talk wait. about this. <laughs> is this your predictions for what the Smash character? Will be? <laughs> My prognostication <laughs> is I think it's gonna be Master Chief. Okay, okay. I th- see. I think they'll just make the Doom Slayer, but as like a me character. That could be, yeah. And now that, that'll sort of like that'll like sort the of middle ground of yeah. <laughs> How do we? You know, okay. Actually, side thing, and, and it made me think of it because we were talking about me characters. Not to d- jump ship immediately before you get to your point, but I just want to say I thought it was so cool that Undertale, like Toby Fox, is a big enough deal that during the Nintendo Direct, he had his own little mascot intro for Delta Rune. Yeah, I know, right? Like it was not it wasn't a big deal, it wasn't huge, but it was the fact that just this <laughs> regular guy, he's not like a huge studio, he you know what I mean, and, and mm-hmm. he has a mascot in a Nintendo Direct. Like yeah. as its own as its own segue into talking about Deltarune being on Switch. And, and, and then he gets And think about this for a second, for free. For free. Right. Like Nintendo's they're not, not actually even making, making any money. money off of it. Yeah. I mean, they'll make an enormous amount of money in, in a couple of years, maybe, but yeah. they don't, but, but nothing's, you know, he could like, God forbid, he could disappear from the face of the planet and we never see the conclusion of the Delta Rune stuff, right? Like, don't say so, that. I'm, I'm I know what if, you're saying, but like, that hurts to think about. Of course, of course. But I'm just, I, I'm agreeing with you that it makes it even more impressive that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're there. The Nintendo's like, yeah, here, let's let's have like someone had to make that suit and then get inside that suit mm-hmm. <laughs> and then do a little dance before. They I don't like, hey, Delta know. Coming out. I don't know that it's necessarily Toby himself, but I, I don't feel know like it might be. Oh, yeah. I'm not. I don't. I feel like there would be like, especially with him not <laughs> speaking. Sure. It's, it would I be feel perfect. like there is very little <laughs> point to doing that if it's not Toby himself. And it just seems it's I mean, it actually I just love that so much. And I lo- and it made me think about it just because we were talking about the me characters and how Sans was in it. Like that was one of those other moments. Yeah, where I was going to say, like, if you go by like if you go by smash level notoriety. Yeah. Like Undertale is now on the same level of of like, oh, my God, video moments. game notoriety as as Doom as freaking Doom. And I love that he made the joke. He made a joke saying, oh, I think. And my understanding is that my computer will be able to run it or something like that. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, you know, Doom can run on a like a calculator or whatever someone yes. got it to do. <laughs> mm-hmm. That was that was fun. But yeah, you're right. It's that's Undertale is now it's it's our it's there. It's like made it into the, um, you know, the the best list of all time. Yeah, there you talking go. About <laughs> the. I mean, it's it's definitely like it's part of the it's part of the the zeitgeist, right? Yeah, like the overall like a video game awareness. It's not some weird it's not just some weird side fandom game. It's like Nintendo has noticed them. Yeah, well, and that's and I think that's that's saying something. Yes. When it when it comes to this stuff. So I just I just thought that was really fun when 
I, I thinking about that. But anyways, you you're you're what you were going to get at that's going to be super recent. Yeah, so welcome to the Retro Breakdown. We're recording this way in advance, just to give you a peer behind the curtain. So you're listening to this literally like two weeks after we've we've recorded it. And literally hours ago, Sora was revealed as the final Super Smash Brothers character. I had a pet theory working that um, they might sneak in like a double character reveal and be like, okay, this is really the final final. But hey, look, we've got two. There's Sora and like Waluigi. Yeah. Um, but they didn't do that. And that's that's fine. And honestly, like for I someone who has not played for someone who has not played Smash since they revealed Joker. Like I right, tried yeah. I tried out Joker for like maybe an hour. And then that was like the last I played of Smash basically ever. <laughs> um, and that was that was years ago. That was that was like the first DLC character. I never even played the Piranha Plant. Oh, really? Yeah. I mean, I I haven't either, but yeah. <laughs> but yeah, there's a bunch of characters in that game that I haven't touched. And quite frankly, the DLC characters from uh, Smash 4, like Bayonetta, yeah. I've put like fairly little time into as well. Like, I don't know how those characters work. I, I have not played a Smash Brothers game in a very, very long time. Um I, I like played them. a bunch of Ultimate at release because World of Light was actually a ton of fun for me. But then I finished it and I was like, all right, I'm done. There's mm-hmm. I, I tried I tried playing online a little bit, but like I don't know if it's any better now, but the online when I played it was unplayable. Mm. Just like just atrociously bad slideshow quality. And um. it wasn't like one or two bad it wasn't like one or two bad uh matches it was like there were no good matches yeah i played probably 10 or 15 and they were all like the exact same quality and i don't think it was me i mean there the switch has to connect via wi-fi which is already kind of spotty but like my wi-fi is fast right and it's it's not an issue with anything else so it's you know i'm fairly certain it's just the online for smash is bad yeah it could be I, I, I really don't know. I haven't I have not I've never played Smash Brothers online on the Wii U or uh, the Switch because I don't even own it on this on the uh, the Switch version. So it's I been bet a very I, long time. I wonder if they will do like an ultimate ultimate. <laughs> I think they will now that everything's done. Now that everything is out, they could do like a, you know, here, buy everything for one hundred dollars. Basically. Or I mean, or 60. Yeah. I Although feel like... I guess the. The base game is still retailing at 60, so. Yeah, I don't I don't know. I don't know. what This is the first time Nintendo has ever had this kind of a thing. By the way, you'll be hearing uh, some trucks because I think they're doing garbage stuff right now. That's fine. But I think this is the first time that Nintendo's ever had this much DLC yeah. at any one for For, for any one property, yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's really, nobody has a clue what they'll do with it or if they'll release some ultimate version. And if they do, it won't be for, you know, a year. Yeah, because they're going to want everyone to buy this. Yeah, they want everything, pass. everyone to buy stuff at cost. And then it'll be like, OK, sales have tapered off. Let's, you know, yeah, we're, <laughs> let's release it in a collection to try to get some new people in. We've 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 <laughs> we've peaked with what we think. So now we can make more money by lowering the price. Right, right, right. Or not even lowering the price, actually, because the base just game will be the same price. including more content for just, the same price. Exactly. Well, I, I'll be honest. Depending on if that comes out or not, I would contemplate actually picking it up at that point and just. Well, playing, see, like, that's exactly it. Stuff. Like you've missed out on it at this point, and it's like 
Now you're like, well, the cost to get in is now like $150. Actually, that's actually true because I, I looked into to to buying it when Sephiroth was announced. Like, oh, cool. I kind of want to play mm -hmm. this. And I was like, oh, God, this is going to cost way too much money for a game I don't really want to play that much. I sort of just want to. I don't know if that's accurate. Are the, are, the, are the fighter passes 40 or are they like 20 or 25? I believe it's. I think it would be. I think it would be $120 for the game and the fighter passes without any me characters and stuff. Or like without the extra ones. It, it would be really expensive to buy everything. I don't remember the exact price. Fighter Pass 1 is $25 and Fighter Pass 2 is 30. So that's 60 plus 55. So yeah, it would be roughly on, like with tax it would be roughly like $120. Yeah. So that the the price to actually like get in and ha and have a fully like content complete game is now $120. Well, and if you want Piranha Plant you have to spend 5 bucks, which is why one of them was $5 less. So it's 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 straight 60 cuz Piranha oh, damn, Plant was I didn't only even I didn't even realize. Yeah, I didn't even realize that they that there was even an option to buy the characters individually. Well, yeah. So Piranha Plant is separate because I believe that was a pre like a pre order character. Yeah, something if, like if that. If you pre ordered the game, you would get it. Yep, um, you're correct. So they they have it now, but you have to spend you know more money for it. Right. Which so yeah, 120 plus plus tax to get actually all the characters. It's a little, it's a little rich for 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 a game I don't <laughs> for a game you don't really care about playing that much. Yeah, yeah. Like I just want to, I just want to see the fun characters and mess around with them. Right. But otherwise, yeah, I'm good. But if you know, next holiday they released a you know, Smash Brothers Ultimate Complete for for fifty nine ninety nine, you'd be I like, would, well, I would be really on the edge of being like, yeah, I think maybe I'll do it. Yeah. So, like, I, I think there's probably a lot of people who have missed it up to this point, but have seen some characters that are like, hey, that's cool. I might like to try that. Mm -hmm. But then they then they're like, well, the game costs 50 and then the character costs six or the pass costs 30. And if I want all the characters, then it's going to be like over one hundred dollars. And I'm just not into that. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's sort of where I'm at. Where, so we'll like, see. I think there's a lot of people who probably land there who would be enticed to uh, to get the, you know, the full the full thing. I mean, quite frankly, there's probably some people like almost like me. I did end up buying Fighter Pass one and then not playing most of it like I do with most DLC. <laughs> um, it's, it's, it's the eternal DLC struggle. Yeah. It's like, hey, that sounds cool. I will buy it now before it's out. And then it comes out and it's like, I've moved on to another game and I don't care anymore. Yeah, so I, the I'm last not, time I'm not doing that. I, I was going to do that for the when Dragon Ball, the Kakarot game came out like a year or two ago, two years ago, I guess, almost. Mm -hmm. um, and I was like, oh, man, I'm so excited to play this. And I was. I loved it. And I was going to buy the DLC up front. And I was like, well, why? Who cares? Maybe I won't care about the game anymore. And I finally listened to that part of me that was being reasonable. Mm -hmm. And I'm really glad I did because when the DLC came out, I was like, yeah, that's cool. I'm I'm happy. I don't need to play this now. Yeah. Yeah. But it's it it took it took years of purchasing. <laughs> yeah, and I, 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 I will still misfire once in a while and be like, oh man, I'm totally gonna get this. This game's great. And then like it is the DLC is nowhere close to out. And it's usually like it's something that I own. And it's like, hey, it's out and you already bought it. You can play it now. And I'm like, nah, <laughs> nah, nah. I nah, literally nah. just don't want to. I know I, I know I already paid for it. It's right there in front of me. I could play it. And I liked and I liked this game. So I should. But I don't want to. My my bane now is is whenever there's a game, if 
uh, if I want to buy it when it first comes out, I want, I usually want to have like the best version of it. Cause that's kind of fun to have all the bells and whistles. Yeah. So now it's, now I'm always looking at those charts that are like, Hey, what's in the regular edition? What's in the silver edition? What's in mm. the gold edition? Cause now they have to have a version of the game. That's like a hundred dollars. Yes. But it, uh, cause it comes with a keychain. A key. <laughs> oh no, I don't even mean physical copies. I mean all dig because I pretty much only get digital. Oh stuff. yeah, so it's sorry. Even the the in game keychain. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's better. Thank you. Because <laughs> that's actually what it is. Usually, it's something that's stupid. It's, yeah, it's some it's something like it's some silly cosmetic thing, or it's like it, it's it's some silly cosmetic thing, or it's a thing that uh, that affects game balance. Yeah, or like even because sometimes it's like, a, hey, you get these items that makes the early game a joke, which then effectively right, right. will make the later game a joke too, because you can grind or do something. Yeah, um, um, I was watching uh, Jim Sterling play uh, Deathloop, and was talking oh, yeah. about how the uh, the pre order bonuses in Deathloop are really fun, but they kind of like bring down the overall game experience because they're really good and really fun and better than anything that you actually find in the game. What? So the whole, so the whole thing that like, I mean, at least in, in, at least in their own opinion, like, Oh yeah. yeah, They basically said like, I, I really, really liked these two weapons that you get as a pre-order bonus and they were really fun to use. And I didn't find that I enjoyed any of the stuff that you unlock over the course of the game better than these two starting pieces of equipment because it really trivializes a lot of the challenge and they're fun to use, but then it sort of ruins the feeling of progression. Oh, wow. Because like, because the whole thing is like, you can, you know, the whole thing with Deathloop is it has these sort of like light roguelike elements where you can kind of like go through and find, you start with just this super simple weapon and then you can find better and better ones and you can sort of like preserve them so that you can keep them for future runs with enough gotcha. currency. And I don't know anything about Deathloop, actually. I just realized a Deathloop is made by the team that did Dishonored. Yeah, no, I know that much. Sorry. Aside um, from aside from that and the marketing that's been going around for a yeah. couple of years. The idea basically is like you you're on a time loop and it's kind of this roguelike thing where you have to you have like, I think, eight targets to mm. kill like assassin style like dishonored style basically okay and you have to kill them all in one day's time so you have this gotcha. sort of so like you have to like know where everybody is and then you reset you have this then... sort of like majora's mask style timer oh, that's that's cool where you have to like you know you learn more about the environment and where everyone's gonna be and you use knowledge and equipment from from each Previous run to like stuff. To, like, know how to do, like, the one final run and get sure, everybody, yeah. like, line up all of your line up all of your targets and get everybody at the right time. Yeah, get those dominoes to all fall down. Yeah, that's yeah, cool. Yeah. Actually, I like that. That's, that's it's fun. a it's a cool concept. And I part knew, of it we, is like you start with fairly basic equipment. And then, like, when you died, like the time resets and you're brought back to the beginning of the of the time loop. Yeah. Yeah. Because I just knew that there was. I watched some Dota streamer play it for a little bit where mm. he was he was joining people's games and then like mm. fighting them or something or murdering them. I don't know. It seemed there it is seemed a Dark Souls. Cool. There is a Dark Souls style invasion uh, mechanic because your character has like a rival assassin who will come in and try to kill you while you're killing the other people. 
Yes, and you as the as the person invading, you have one life, and the other person has like three lives or something. Yeah. And then it's like, oh, you lost. And so when I watched it, I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. And then I was thinking, no, this is just cool to watch. And it never in a million years would I want to play this version of of yeah. the video game. <laughs> like, like I don't want to. I, I, I mean, I didn't even. I'm not a big Dark Souls person, but I didn't like. The, I don't want to be invaded while I'm playing. Yeah, like, like if I'm me. having if I am having a challenging single player experience. The last thing I want is somebody to come in and troll my game that I'm already working to get through. <laughs> and I know we're like, that's just our take because Kyle, he he loved it. He thought it was so fun, like yeah, and sure. exhilarating. So I, I I can see why you would like it. But I'm when he told me about it, I was like, no, not a, not a chance. I will happily watch you do it. Yeah. But there's yeah, no yeah. way that I would ever want to experience I, that myself because i would be so uh, so frustrated if you're yeah. if you're getting to the end of a run and then or like you're getting to a point where something's good is happening i don't know i only really yeah. played demon souls which i know is way different in terms of how like the saving and things worked and sure all that stuff. it's 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 comparable enough where like if you know demon souls you have the general idea yeah um but i was like no that's that sounds, <laughs> that sounds terrible uh, but it was fun to watch i will say it was it was fun to watch I think it's someone cool, else. Like, it. I think the the PvP aspect of like when you are just there to fight other characters and there's mm -hmm. like, you know, then some of the later games in the series will actually do this where it's like this is an arena. There's no there's no like environmental enemies that show up here. This is just a big open space for you to fight with another for, for you to do your big soul caliber fighting game. Really? Uh, yeah. Oh, that's cool. I mean, it's not like introduced that way, but it's just like, you know, there's a couple of stages where invasions are super common or they're just sort of identified by the community as like, hey, this is a good PvP space if you just want to have a duel. You just want to like test out your build or have some fun or do something. Yeah, or, ju or just actually fight people like it's a fighting game. Just like actually duel people. Ignore <laughs> the actual game and just stand here and duel. Yeah, I like, can see that. I will say the invasions have made for some excellent uh, YouTube content. <laughs> I can. Yeah, that is that is the case. <laughs> I, I have enjoyed even without caring about the game much. Those have been some moments that I I really like. And it's excellent examples of like being a trolling asshole. But at the same time, man, it's some of them are very creative. And if you're going to be a troll, at least when when you get the creative juices flowing that's where the that's where the true magic happens mm -hmm. in, in terms of being a jerk on the internet <laughs> yep <clears throat> yeah i mean there i'm not a big fan of trolling or getting trolled in general oh yeah me but either. i do think that like it can be done every once in a while i'll get got and i'll be like okay that's actually pretty fun like i can't even be mad at that that's pretty good <laughs> Yeah, it's in true. fact let me let me send you i with the smash reveal today i uh i got a i had a whole bunch of stuff come across my timeline that was smash related including this uh this fun smash brothers match troll that uh nice. is involving involving our good friend minecraft steve oh steve and um it's pretty strong <laughs> <laughs> for those of you uh for those of you listening um 
basically, uh, Steve causes a sets down a, a TNT crate, which causes a shield break. And while the opponent is in a stun state, they <laughs> mine up some materials and make a big wooden F in the middle of the screen and then <laughs> jump over and knock them out. Yeah, like if that happened to you, it would be really hard not to start laughing about it. Yeah, no, absolutely. Like you'd be frustrated because you just got like windmill dunked on. But at the same time, it's like, yo, that's actually really good. (laughs) You would be mad because a this person is obviously, at least in this moment, much better than you. So much better than you. (laughs) Right. So you'd be that you'd have that feeling of God dang it. But at the same time, this would be a thing you tell someone else. It's like, oh, dude, this was awesome. Yeah. In fact, I imagine this person could even t- uh, say it like they did it themselves. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. That is, a, that is an excellent version of a That is a perfect trolling, I would say. I, I saw as far another as one. Goes. I saw another one in. Uh, <laughs> so Skullgirls has a, uh, has a character called Big Band. Okay. And one of, the, uh, one of their specials is. One of the specials, it, 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 I don't know what the special actually does, but there is a there is a moment in the middle of it where everything stops and they just all of the sound drops out and all of the movement stops. And Big Band's character is basically like they fight with musical instruments and they're just like this big dude in an overcoat hiding okay. like all of the musical instruments. So they've got like a whole brass band in there, <laughs> kind of like the one man the one man marching band kind of thing where it's like, yeah, you, you know, you're playing the drums with your teeth and the, you know, <laughs> and all of the, all the pedals and everything. So like there is one moment in the middle of the super where they just pull out a trumpet and you can just freestyle and play whatever notes you want on the trumpet. There's a whole layout for like, you know, up and down and left and right with each button. You can play like every note on the scale. Oh, wow. So you can just like improv a melody in the middle of your super and then continue the super which like knocks them out or whatever that's pretty awesome so like i really like i really like i'm not a big fan of like trolling or trash talk or stuff like that but like Mm -hmm. when trash talk is way different i think it's yes that's because that can be directly hurtful yes and targeted which isn't the same thing as like as um, just like you know it says i've lost connection I still hear you. Okay, weird. I don't know. But if you Clean drop it a minute, a... I'll know why. Yeah, Clean Feet has a giant thing that says, you've lost connection, <laughs> which is why I stopped myself from talking. <laughs> yeah, no, you're you're still good. I, I still got you. Clean, okay, feet is, uh, Clean Feet is wrong unless it's right, but early. That would be really impressive. But anyways, uh, uh, I forgot what I was even saying. I totally just derailed. You were my... talking about the difference between trolling and, and like bullying or, or trash talk. Oh, yeah. Yeah, true. I think I think bullying is is well there he goes uh we'll be back in a moment when uh when he regains connection so yeah anyway i i agree with what you are trying very hard to say which is that like trash talk and bullying can be very hurtful and 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 targeted but like you know just kind of fooling around and and doing a little doing a little bit of styling while you're winning is can be fun for everyone if it's done in like a silly way like that yeah and maybe you won't appreciate it if you're the having it done to you in the moment or if right, they're doing right, it in right. a way that's extremely frustrating yes but if it's if it's done well there are times where you're kind of like man <laughs> all right they got me pretty good even though yeah. i'm mad about it like it's okay yeah, if to be you upset can, 
it's a it's the question of like can you be a good sport about it yeah like is it okay can i deal with the fact that i got uh totally wrecked yeah in this in this pvp match where i don't want to be destroyed by this person right if you can get past those feelings like that the then then a lot of times they can be kind of funny at least yeah yeah i agree like and i'm not of a i'm neither of us are of a of a uh, social group that is likely to be targeted by hurtful um by like hurtful stuff like that based on our identity at least yeah, even or even just talking in an online game, like it's unlikely right. someone would say anything just on that because right. you know people suck. But whatever. <laughs> but yeah, like for for me personally, I see stuff like that and I'm like, okay, that's pretty good. Yeah, that that the f that's that's one of I think that's one of the best examples of the idea of trolling in it. I I will actually probably use that if I can find it in as a as like a YouTube video in um, mm. a course as an as an example of game trolling that could be funny yeah 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 uh it's i mean it's really like the smash gives you taunts mm-hmm. you know it maps them to the d-pad you can do a bunch True. of different things so like yeah, it's that's really like... just a more elaborate version of that exactly and that's of doing that's your little of... show me your show me your moves show me your move yeah who didn't who didn't love dropping a show me your moves come yeah. on it's, that's that's sort of fun and yeah it can get a little annoying when you uh when you stand there on the edge as as you're like you're trying to like get back up on the stage and flying over as as, as best you can and caps over there just like show me your moves show me your moves show yeah, me I, your moves show me your, it's like shut up stop it i think there is a there is you have to read you have to know the people you're playing with where if it's like okay or not that helps or if the person's in like a good mood because like if you're in a bad mood and someone's doing that and you don't like yeah you, you should, you should pick not... up on that if you're playing in in the room with one another whatever, right 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 then you shouldn't do it because that's mean. Even if, if you it is look funny. over at your friend and they are scowling because you are making their experience miserable, yeah, then stop it. Yeah, then it's not funny anymore. Yeah, <laughs> no matter how great or creative it is. <laughs> and really, that's like that type of experience is like very close to me mm-hmm. because I know what it feels like to be in the room with people who aren't having fun, and it's my fault. <laughs> it's part of the reason why I do, like. It's part of the reason why I tend to shy away from like competitive games in the first place is because like, man, at this point, even strangers, I hate thinking about making people feel that way. Yeah, I get it. So I guess that's that's the other reason why I stopped playing Smash Online, aside from it being just an overall bad experience. Yeah, that it, it's you, that's just not where, you know, that's not how you want to spend your time. But I, that being said, I have really, really enjoyed the process of Smash character reveals. Yeah, it's great. The, this like, was, you could tell Sakurai was really excited about this one. And that, that made he me He was very excited to tell everyone goodbye. Yeah, he was, he was he so He smiled happy to... so big when he's like, we're done. This is it. I'm out. Bye. One, I think he loved, ha- I actually think he really liked having Sora as like this character. Like it just felt so different than some of, well, I'm thinking of Steve specifically, but we already kind of dunked on Steve last time. Sure, sure. Um, and it it just felt good to see him be like, yeah, this is cool. Like, yeah. And I love, it's so impressive how they managed to take the Super Smash Brothers game and make the characters that they're adding to it feel like they belong in mm-hmm. a Smash Brothers, but also like their original character. Yes, they feel like they are they control like their character is supposed to 
control in their own game, but also they their moveset fits with the Smash Brothers like gameplay. The world. Yeah, the gameplay. It's so that's it's that's it's baffling to me. And for like what, 89 characters now? <laughs> 89 characters, yep. Like that I don't I don't want to say that that's the biggest roster for a fighting game. Like I ever. mean, aside from like what, um, what's I the, mean, Mugen, Mugen. That's the I was I was thinking. That's I, I had a different Mugen name. the I, fighting I game with right. every character, <laughs> but that doesn't really count. No, it doesn't. I mean, like officially licensed fighting games and good, but <laughs> yeah, there's probably some. There's probably something on Steam that has like 150 characters, but like 50 of them are the same. <laughs> yeah, it's just hot garbage. And it's like, no, but the, the special on this one is blue instead of red. It's different. <laughs> it's like, no, 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 no. Like, palette swaps are not new characters. Yep, Hell, even, yep. Echo, even Echo Fighters have, like, some difference. <laughs> I, I will say, I, <laughs> when they revealed the Amiibo, and he was like, yeah, it looks, it's definitely, it's definitely Steve. It's definitely minecraft amiibo i was like yes it, it definitely is. i i immediately <laughs> thought i immediately thought of you talking about how miserable he seemed yeah. introducing steve and i hadn't thought about it before but then seeing him introduce the the amiibo and it's just like you can almost see it in his face he's like i don't get it but here it is i guess you yeah. like it that's what it feels like where he's like i don't know here you go it's that's, i guess we're gonna make <laughs> that sure is steve we're, we're making two of them because people will buy them. <laughs> and they're available next year. Yeah. Like Steve came out like six months ago. <laughs> it will have been probably by the time it releases, it'll have been a full year. Um, Close to. And I, I guess that's just what they're doing with the Amiibo. I don't know. Speaking of Amiibo, the Metroid Dread Amiibo comes out this week. I don't know if anyone will actually be able to purchase it, but. Well, I mean, someone will. Someone will be able to purchase a lot of them, and then they will sell them to the rest of us. Oh, yeah, that's why I said the, the bots will have them, yeah. definitely. <laughs> uh, I, I actually, for the first time ever, imported or have them ordered from Japan because I was like, I really want these, and I don't want to miss out. I feel like I'm going to kick myself in the head a little bit later only because the restock of the Zelda Amiibo was really strong for 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 skyward sword like there was no problem finding it it just took like a few months for them to get into stock Mm. um but i had the i had the pre-order from japan like set up and then they billed me like hey it's coming i was like oh yeah hmm (laughs) i'm not sure if paying double the price is worth it because it's like the shipping costs and stuff yeah yeah well he's gone again um (laughs) he has messaged me in in discord and with with uh, WTF seems that clean, clean feed has disconnected me. I have no idea why I'm going to try to keep this up. Haven't lost connection at all. Um, all right. Let's say. Uh, have you tried turning it off and back on again? We'll see if he just pops back in because I don't really want to have like 18 parts of the podcast. That's what he did last time. Hey, waiting, and he's waiting. 
I see him popping back into the into the lobby, but he's he's waiting. He's connecting. He's connected. I'm here. I'm here. I don't I don't have any idea what's going on because I haven't lost internet connection at all. I kept it going while you were gone, but mostly just reading out our conversation in Discord. Excellent. So <laughs> we're we're still going. We're still live. We're we're just you know we're just sans Tom for forty five seconds. <laughs> I mean, I was like, that's fine. He'll be back in a second. Yeah, so um, maybe I actually... Maybe, maybe Clean Feed just wants us to stop talking about Smash. Yeah, maybe it's done with Smash. We can... I mean, we could we could even just jump into to, to the, the week's podcast game if you want. It's kind of early, but I don't know. A little bit. I, I mean, part of the... Part of the drawback to... Uh, to recording three podcasts in four days is that you kind of run out of... Uh, you kind of run out of regular stuff to talk about. I don't know if I, t- I don't know if I told you, um, oh. I finished, um, I, I know I told you that I finished, uh, Atelier, Eska and Logi. Yes. Uh, did I tell you I started the next one? I don't remember. <laughs> I probably, I, if I did, I didn't talk very much about it. I'm having a, I'm having a weird experience with it Oh. because, um, so this game and the next game, um, Atelier, Eska and Logi is, is a, as the title implies about two alchemists that work together named Eska and Logi. Yes. And they basically, <laughs> they basically are like different routes that you can take through the game. Do you have to like play through the whole game twice? Then you do have to play through the game twice at once as each character to get the quote unquote true ending. Sure. Um, but I didn't do that. But I realized that afterwards, Jesse had already beaten it with the other character, so I should have just played on her profile oh, with the dude. with the second kid. It was total like she'd played it years ago, and I could have just like picked up on that file, and and continued on with the other character, and um, and then I would have you know I would have unlocked the true ending. Not that I really cared that much, but like because you know I just watched the true ending on YouTube. It doesn't really matter. Yeah, I'm not I'm not achievement hunting or anything. But it's still, it did still seem, kind of a bummer. Yeah, it did seem like kind of a missed opportunity to be like, oh, man, I could have like gotten like the full clear in a sense. There's um, something we, we, we touched on this the other day where it somehow feels uh, there's something about seeing the thing for yourself on your based yeah. on your gameplay as opposed to just. Watching yeah, like I did this. It happened. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I still have that. Those those feelings sometimes. I agree. It, it it definitely is different, but not it's not important enough to me to like start a third playthrough. Uh, no. Well, especially because this is not like a ten hour game, even. Right. No. It's like it took me probably forty or fifty. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's a decent amount of time. Yeah. Um. So Shally is the same in that it, it like it has two different alchemists whose names are longer than Shally, but Shally is both of their nicknames. Okay. And because it's because it's Japan trying to do like Western names, it's like it's it's Shalot and Shalistera. Because like because, you know, it, the, these are the types of names that Japan comes up with when they're trying to do like Western style names that are also like Western style fantasy names. Sure. And it's like, yeah, it was just, you know. The nobody has ever heard a name like this before, but these are sounds that sound like they go together, I guess. <laughs> so anyway, it's the same thing where you have to play as you play through as one character or the other character. 
So I am now playing through as the other character on Jesse's old save file, but that means I have to play it in New Game Plus. Oh. So I am carrying over the stuff from her playthrough from like five years ago Ooh, and so trying like... to like learn the new game. But I also have like OP endgame equipment, but also yeah. the level of the game has come up. So, oh, so like it's new game I'm plus, having... but it's not like way easier. Yeah, no, it's actually quite difficult still. Like oh, I have some I have some OP stuff that I can use to get sure. me out of a pinch, but I've still died like three or four times just oh, because wow. like you're you don't keep your level. Right. You keep like you keep like the equipment that you had on at the end of the game, which was kind of all over the place for her because some yeah, characters well, she used more than others. That's what I was about to say is that it would depend on how much you grinded at the end of the game. Right. And that would make new game plus easier or not. So she has some like level 60 equipment and some like level 25 equipment. So it's kind <laughs> of it's kind of a mixed bag. But like you also restart from level one and to the game's credit, it's like, oh, well, if you're playing on this like new game plus difficulty, we're going to we're going to kick you back to level one, but we'll double your XP gain. OK, so you get back up to speed faster because the sense. game is going to be harder. Well, there's no time limits in these. There is ones, no right? there's no time limit in this one in this new one that I'm playing. So that kind of takes the the pressure off. So I'm not like I'm not going to run into a situation where it's like, oh, crap, I literally can't do this. Mm hmm. Yeah, because that's always the usually the games are easy enough where like the time limits are never going to put you in a situation. If you've been playing like baseline competently, you're never going to put yourself into a situation where it's like, oh, I literally can't do this because I'm not strong enough or I haven't I don't have enough equipment. You would have to just like waste all of your time doing nothing <laughs> for that to happen. Yeah. But when you play on a super hard difficulty, which I think this is the first game that actually has an adjustable difficulty slider. Oh, interesting. I, I could be wrong about that, but it um, I'm having a bizarre experience because a lot of these games are about like sort of building yourself up. You get, you know, you get basic materials and you make basic items and then you, and you beat basic enemies and then you gain access to more advanced areas with stronger enemies and stronger materials to make stronger items and you make more money so you can buy more to buy more recipes and you just kind of expand that out and it sort of grows out in a very natural way. Sure. And I'm still having that experience, but now it's like, well, I'm going to buy these recipe books, I guess, for all of this like level five equipment, even though my my like materials are now like I've got a I've got a, a dimensional bomb that literally tears open the fabric of space time. <laughs> but like, sure, let's make this little like improvised sea urchin bomb. <laughs> so it's like, I I'm getting all of this stuff, but there's no point in making any of it. Yeah. But your alchemy in the game has a level that's based on how much work and time you put into actually making things. So I'm having this experience where I have to just make all this useless crap that I'll never use because it's not better than the stuff <laughs> I already have. But I have to do it because that's actually part of how you advance the game and and increase your alchemy level so you can make better stuff. Right. So it's it's super weird. Especially since, like, I don't know what half of the stuff does because I haven't actually played the game before. So I'm using all of Jesse's old equipment and she knows what it does, but she doesn't remember it very well because it was several years ago. 
Of course. So I'm just yeah. like, I'm just having to like use all of this stuff and be like, okay, what are the properties on it? All right. How much damage does it do? How many, like I'm learning all this late game stuff on the fly in the early game. And it's, it is like one of the most bizarre experiences I've ever had with an RPG. Just because it's like, I'm learning the early game and the late game at the same time. That's so weird. It's super weird. I don't have anything else to add to that. That's just like kind of what I'm doing right now. That's cool. I um, I guess theoretically what I'm playing actually could be its own podcast because I'm playing Diablo 2 re- re- Resurrected. Okay. Uh, so I had heard that that was happening. So I've, is that like a is that like a remaster or is it just like a fresh like are they changing the game like mechanically to modernize no. it or is it just a fresh coat of paint? It's a very pretty fresh coat of paint and okay. they the only thing they changed gameplay wise they added some quality of life stuff like there's gold on the ground that gets auto picked up now as opposed to having to mm. click each gold pile. Uh, there's a few other things that I don't I can't think of off the top of my head. One there used to be these special rune words which are items that you could make using other items like you could they're like these little runes that you could then pick up and socket those into weapons and armor to make special okay words which would then you know give you different stats kind of like those used kind to of be materia like sort of the except that they're once you've used them they're 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 gone like oh, okay. you put them in the armor and you can't take them back out and you have to find them and it's part of the like economy of like this thing is worth this this number of this rune like that kind mm, of an idea okay i gotcha um and those, those, there are these special items that were only on the ladder, which was the, you know, it's like the ladder resets every six months or something in Diablo 2. And that was for people to fresh, to like have a fresh start, start over, make new characters, mm. all that jazz. And there were special rune words that would only be able to be created on the ladder. And okay. they have removed those and put them all, like just everyone can use them all the time. You don't have to be playing on the, the, like the leaderboards to to have access to the to those room words. That's really the only things that have changed. Otherwise, it's the exact same game. And at first, I was like, God, I don't, I don't think I want to play this. And then, I don't know why. I was like, I, I really feel like just having a little bit of nostalgia because I played Diablo two a <laughs> an insane amount. Yeah, um, in middle school and and sure. high school and stuff. I am aware and... of a lot of people that did. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I I would say it's one of this and World of Warcraft are probably my two most played games of all time and we're you know world of warcraft was like 300 actual days inside the game um that's a lot oh yeah it wasn't it's it's it i played it <laughs> as as i as i uh told you last week sometimes i would play you know it's 30 hours of, of world of warcraft no big deal right like that was just a thing that would happen sometimes yeah, yeah, on yeah. the weekend um, yeah yeah or in college but it was didn't matter it was monday sure i have nothing to do tuesday i'll just play all day and all night but um so I, I don't know. I, I felt like playing it, and it's been a lot of fun. Um, good, good. I've I've enjoyed it a lot. It's it makes me happy that the there are some things that I think are bad overall with the game, but there are some things that I think they handle really well for a kind of an action RPG, and it's cool to see that. It's cool to experience them again after having played other action RPGs. That because pretty much Diablo two is sort of the it's kind of like the you know it's the Mario Brothers of action RPGs. Sure. Where, yeah. Yeah. Yeah it's the one that everybody holds up as it puts it on this pedestal. And I think it deserves to be there on, in some regards, but in other ways it's like, yeah, okay, this is this, this particular type of mechanic is, is lame or it just needs to be, uh, we're, not necessarily we, simplified, but we're past that. Yeah. It's, more or less. it's, it's like, this was, 
this was something they added because it seemed like a good idea at the time, but like partially because this game came out and taught us what that would feel like. Yeah. And then people came off of that and were like, all right, this game's amazing, but right. this sec, this particular aspect of it kind of sucks. So let's improve that. Yeah. And like think- years and years of iteration on, on improving those types of things is like how games get better and better over time. And what's, what's, crazy to me is that no action rpg that i've played has the loot like the items that you find that's still as exciting as diablo 2 and while while actually playing the game the end mm. game gear sure like once you have the best of everything or whatever but actually playing the game which is all i'm really planning on doing i'm not planning on spending thousands of hours you know doing the gear treadmill thing right i'm i'm just having fun playing through the different difficulties and stuff mm-hmm. but uh it's really exciting to find new gear and identify and be like, oh, wow, that's awesome. And it's not just a, hey, because a lot of times it's, you know exactly what you need or what you're looking for, and that's what you try to find when you're yeah. playing it, these games. But this is like, I have no idea what I'm going to get at all, and it's really fun to identify something and have it be actually useful or unique, or even if it's garbage, like, who cares? There's lots of it dropping, yeah. so it's 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 a good time. I've, I've really enjoyed it. The, the art, obviously, if it's one thing that blizzard does well even even if their games sometimes are you know not that great the art team man yeah they they know how to make a cinematic even even when the game's a mess (laughs) i like i would argue that far fewer of blizzard's actual games are a mess than the actual company itself at this point oh the comp so i don't i i i I was thinking about this i didn't like i don't obviously (laughs) what they've done is disgusting as at the at Activision, right? Like what yeah. has happened and all of that stuff is terrible. But I'm really of the mindset that the people that worked on Diablo two, yes. most of them are good people. Yes. That don't that don't deserve to be thrown under the bus just because the people above them have abused them because then that's further abusing them. Right, right, right. And I and I like that is a that's a line that I think is super important to draw. When you are criticizing a developer, like you are in almost all cases criticizing the management. Yes. At that developer or publisher or possibly not even people at the developer itself, but the publisher who's giving them their marching orders and they don't have a they don't have a choice. Exactly. Like there are very good people that like the whole reason that people are mad at Activision Blizzard right now is because there are incredible, talented, hardworking people who are who are like working their asses off to create good, fun, you know, interesting, uh, artistically relevant content. Sure. That we will enjoy. And. It's, you know, it's, and, and, it's hard and to there are people and there are people above them who know that they are passionate about that. And mm-hmm. take advantage of that to basically, you know, do horrible stuff. I burn mean, like, them, burn their candle at both ends until yeah, and, they've got and, nothing left. Yeah, and that's that's obviously. <laughs> I'm not condoning that, and I realize it's sort it's, of a weird situation yeah. where you're if you buy the thing, then you're saying I don't care because you've made a thing that I want to purchase, and so it's, then maybe they do it again. Yeah, but at the same I time, I don't, I don't, I don't know. It's it's. If you really if you really dig down into that, eventually mm-hmm. you're just not buying anything. That's what I was going to say is that then where where does it where does it end? Like in terms of 
as a consumer, like, what are you supposed to do eventually? Like, I don't know. I feel like you have to fight where you can fight, but otherwise you, you sort of just have to say, okay, this is, this is kind of how the world functions and, and you don't want to, I I think there's, yeah, you don't want to condone the bad behavior, but at the same time, like you don't have anything to do with that personally. And there is a thing there that you will enjoy. So like, well, and that, getting, pe- and that people it, that people worked on that are not bad. Well, and in this particular instance, the the company as a whole is literally being <laughs> like they are going to court and they're dealing with stuff and like they're they're sorting through all of the not not yeah. not, not necessarily the the design or like the the whole idea of crunch and all of that stuff. I don't know. Right now, that's, that's a, a much different... bigger problem. Yeah, that's a different issue to address across pretty probably every company, unless it's a company that literally says we don't do that. And even then, who knows? Um, Supergiant is the only is the only company that I know of that is very like obviously and openly like they don't believe in that. They literally I mean, their stated policies that they like they, they post everywhere and that all of the employees have to follow is like, do not contact anyone or email anyone about work outside of work hours yeah you are to work your normal work hours and then do not take anything home you are not allowed to work overtime sure yeah so like that's that's... that is literally the only company that i am aware of that has a policy like that that is like absolutely no crunch period yeah because you don't hear anything about like, like i'm going to imagine nintendo has some issues in terms of crunch and, and overworking just based on the the jokes that come out of games in the past or things that you hear in yeah. general about work culture there, right? I, yeah, Japanese work culture in general is just sort of like, it doesn't even have to be video games. It's just their work culture in general is you work for as long and as hard as you need to until the work is done because you have to. Yeah, and by you need to, it means what... <laughs> need to is, is also relative because it's need to based on... Mm-hmm. what someone maybe above you has decided the need is. <laughs> yep. Uh, so I guess what I'm getting at is that you, you can, it's, it seems hypocritical to put your foot down about that because of one company and then not another. Right. Just because right. they're the ones that are being there. They're the ones the that are on the, they're the ones that are on the spit right now. Right. Being now, roasted over, over, over the fire. But it doesn't I, mean I, that everyone else isn't, you know, isn't in that boat. Yeah. So unless you're, and and it, I think it makes it when when a company has done something bad and then they're being you know they're being theoretically justice will <laughs> will come some out. something will happen whatever that means I don't know it it's they will yeah, I don't know. most likely they will just appoint their own oversight board and then yes yeah it will, yeah it'll be like <laughs> oh we've set up a committee that we control to make sure that to keep us in 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 line. So this doesn't get leaked next. I mean, so this doesn't happen next. Yeah, time. <laughs> we will handle all future issues internally. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a uh, well, it's, it's it's actually. I know this is not a good example of the 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 how corporate culture can be kind of frightening, but in uh in Yakuza Four, mm. <laughs> Akiyama gets he he was fired because he was accused of embezzling when he never did it, and there was no. There was like no blowback because the company controlled everything. It's like, well, you did it and we won't tell anyone as long as you accept, you know. Yeah, accept responsibility grace. for this thing you didn't do. Yeah. Um, I don't know the fallout of that yet because we're, we're just finishing up chapter, the first like 
character chapter, but it does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's fr- it is very scary when someone in power has all of the power and there yes. isn't anyone to to uh, help the people that need help. And right. so I understand why every, why you would not want to be a part of supporting Activision Blizzard as a company. Like I I, I understand where that would be. Yeah, a, and a I, thing to like, stand on. And I don't I don't I have nothing against it. And I I, I think it's agree. important it's... to address the elephant in the room when we talk about companies like Activision Blizzard or Ubisoft or anyone who's like in the news for stuff like that. Yeah. And like for me, most of the games that those companies publish are not games that I'm going to I'm going to play anyway. So that is yeah, like so an, that's like an easy boycott for me. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's like, well, I'm not playing those. <laughs> but like if, you know, if Nintendo was the next one up, if yeah, Nintendo came out and like tomorrow and was like, you know, gross sexism and abuse of 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 all of their of all of their uh, employees at the Kyoto branch. Yeah. And like there's this huge expose. I would probably still buy Metroid Dread because it's like, well, I mean, but uh... <laughs> it's Metroid Dread. <laughs> yeah, it would, I, so I it mean, would have, we to, have be... to like it's it's one of those things where it's like, you know, there are things that make you happy and there are like these games are coming out and it's going to make you happy to play it. And on one hand, like you don't want to condone that behavior or support that company for doing that. But at the same time, like, you know, are you going to deprive yourself of all of the things that make you happy because they're made by a shitty company that treats its workers like crap? Because that's almost everything. Yes, but then you certainly shouldn't own a single electronic device. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like you better get rid of all of your monitors and phones. And my phone is parts. absolutely probably made like some components of it are made in some sweatshop or with some degree of slave labor. Like I know this I mean, and it guaranteed. sucks. Right. But... And, and that's, and so that's that's where that's where I kind of the the overly analytical annoying part of me is like, well, okay, if that's like, the don't case, don't drink then we a really... coke. <laughs> yeah. So it's like I don't I know you're I get what you're saying and I understand what you're saying, but at the same time you wear glasses and or you buy products at a store. <laughs> so unless you're outside making your own stuff, there it's hard to it's hard to say that with a straight face. Like there are there are instances where that's not true. There are instances where no, you should definitely push back against this particular thing i'm not saying it's across the board but there is <laughs> and, and there there's also there's like, well, also yeah. situations where there's a much more direct line of yes like, exactly oh yeah this specific thing is made with by these specific people doing this exact thing that they're that is you know like literally if you really... buy this the money goes directly to like child yes. slavery exactly yeah yeah but but again, if it's well, it's, it's sort of like if there's a company that actively says they are, oh God, how do I say this without? <laughs> uh, if there's a company that says that they promote something that you disagree with, sure, like, yeah, openly, and you're like, wow, that's you shouldn't be doing that. You're a fast food chain. Um, then you don't. <laughs> yeah, that one. Yep. Mm-hmm. Then then you don't eat there. Like I get that. Right, yeah. I'm I'm a hundred percent on board. I'm not trying to pretend that you shouldn't do anything. Good yeah, just that's because a, Everything's bad. That's, it's that's a, a stupid it's a very different thing where like a couple people in management got in trouble for something they weren't supposed to be doing. Yeah. Versus the company made a public statement saying that they support this reprehensible thing, and that's <laughs> that's who that's on purpose. 
Right. That's who they are. And a dollar for them is a dollar for like that hating people that they don't like. Right. And so that that's a, that's a very different that's a very different stance or like place to be yeah. in it, especially when you're it's your money, you know, do what you want with it obviously. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, so that's that's <laughs> I suppose that's my soapbox of I enjoy playing Diablo 2. <laughs> I have been having a lot of fun messing around with a, a character that I, I liked uh, that it's not a very good character. It's I, I love playing like a minion, um, a character that like summons other things to do the fighting yeah. for you. And it's sort of, it's a very specific type of play. Most people don't really like it because it's kind of passive, but I mm. sort of just, I enjoy having these things get summoned up and kill your monsters and then and then you move on to the next thing and that's it i do like i do tend to like the sort of like rts style like let me summon a couple of turrets yeah that's fun to me i I love yeah i I always look for the anytime i play an action rpg my first my first my like the the thing that will decide if i play it or not usually is oh can i play a minion class (laughs) yeah 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 (laughs) I, i there was one that came out um, when I played when I played 13 Sentinels, like my go to strategy oh God, was like, yeah, dude, fill the fill yes. the world with sentry guns and then just were, sit around the middle and don't do anything. They were so, so OP in that game. They really are. Actually, it's, it helps that that was the actual best strategy for that game is just like yeah. pl- take all of the Gen 2s, drop all the sentry guns and just watch them railgun the world. I love that so much. It felt it felt very satisfying to watch like a thing spawn and then just oh yeah like the the map is empty and then they like one thing spawns in and they all fire at the same time (laughs) in that super satisfying like cross pattern. (laughs) Oh, what a good game! My God, play play Thirteen Sentinels, please. Yeah, that's a great that's a great experience. That's awesome. (laughs) You know what you shouldn't play? (laughs) What's that? find out after this word from our sponsors <laughs> so so what what game um what game shouldn't shouldn't people play maybe um bubsy but that's true bubsy is <laughs> one of them i think <laughs> possibly maybe scud definitely don't play scud definitely don't try to speed run scud i'm a don't, world record do holder it. and i and it's only because no one else cares if, if anyone else starts to care it will become problematic for me. So don't play Scud. <laughs> don't play Scud. I want to. I want to be the world. Record I want to be. I want to be this world record holder in this thing that only I have ever done. <laughs> That's fair. Um, Honestly, if you think about it that way, like being the being like the world record holder in a thing is in a way kind of less impressive than like I'm the only person who's ever done this. If, True, if you actually you don't think, think about, about it that way, like nobody else has ever recorded a speed run of this game. Right. Yeah. It, it's 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 sort of like, you know, we're talking about billions of people. Yeah. Right. Over the course of like 25 years. Yeah. You're the only one that's that's freaking. I don't know. I'm not sure what that means, but you are the only person to have done it. It means I'm the only person who did it. Let's not read any further into this. Fine, fine, fine. Um, so do you know why or what caused partially what caused Vector Man to be created? Um, I know that it is uh, it was intended to be like it's one of many overly ambitious multimedia project explosions that's supposed to have like a movie and a TV show and probably a comic book at some point. 
Yeah, so the the uh, supposedly, allegedly, it was because Nintendo had Donkey Kong Country, uh, and they were like, you'll never they... be able to make a game this pretty on the Genesis, or like, right. look this good. And they're like, oh yeah, we'll make Vector Man. Yeah, so like, get all of our best 3D artists and have them all render stuff. And they and ended what... up with a literal wireframe creature. <laughs> I mean, the, the game looks pretty cool. Vector Man looks cool. Like, and I said that it's the entire nightmare. time that I was the, I said that the entire time that I was playing it is like artistically, visually, this game is very interesting. And there's whole lots. There's a lot of blast processing going on. Like so you, much. Bla- oh, my God. Why is it always flashing? The game. It, I don't know why it's always. I mean, they, they've spent so much time making the game look cool and doing animations that even even collecting power ups becomes a chore because they want to show you the entirety of their spinning television animation. Mm-hmm to to break open the tv i i'll be up front i really don't like vector man i i don't i think it's a i don't i don't understand it's it's not it's it falls into that category of i don't know how this was highly rated back in the day and i don't know why it would still be highly rated today unless it's nostalgia speaking like i i just i don't I think get the it. core issue with vector man is that at the core of it is a very very simple jump and shoot man mm-hmm yeah which, and, which is and that, okay. That is a fine way to make your game. Is just like you have a platformer and you have a shoot button. Yeah, that's like, great. I don't have a problem with that. There's a million games that do it better. R- right, and and there are, there are some. <laughs> Earthworm Jim does it better than this, and is more stylish. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Is that there's games that I just I don't know what people liked about vector man other than the fact that it looked cool and that it was totally in your face with its wicked insane difficulty oh my god yeah or no wicked insane and lame difficulty lame difficulty lame so like obviously lame would be easy yeah like if you're if you're thinking in terms of their like difficulty shaming which was a big thing in the 90s where it's like you can you get to play on literal baby mode (laughs) well and even baby mode used to you didn't even get to see the whole game. Yeah, you a lot of right. It's like, like all right, in, you got the first three stages. Now play like a real man. Yeah, play play the the Disney Mickey Mouse game on the real difficulty loser. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, so like, I'm fine with that if it's like, hey, you beat the you beat the game on normal. Can you like try it again on hard? Sure, and even I'm if like, it unlocks something special, yeah. that's fine. I don't, I don't have, I have no I'm problem fine with that. that where it's like, hey, you, you like you finish the game, now try it again on the higher difficulty, and like maybe you'll get something, or maybe it's just a challenge. Maybe it's just like they're just trying to give you a way to get more content out of the game. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm less okay with it, especially now here in you know the year of our Lord 2021. <laughs> um, like current year argument, <laughs> the like difficulty shaming for like you shouldn't be playing it on easy but we're putting in it in the game anyway but you can feel like a little baby (laughs) is like i'm not about that it's like it's i'm not about that and nobody else should be either i mean i thought it was i remember thinking those types of names for difficulties was even weird when i was a kid but i didn't quite have the idea of why i thought it was weird i was like that just seems dumb yeah like, what's wrong with just easy is easy i don't know yeah. but but naming normal wicked and then hard insane when when you first which went of the those difficulty, like if i was you... like which is harder yeah i was that's exactly it like you can tell that lame is supposed to be easy 
if you if you buy into that sort of mindset but like wicked and insane basically mean the same thing in this like extreme 90s x game context context yes so your only way of knowing is by going lame and then pressing right and then that's the only way mm-hmm. to guess which way is probably normal. <laughs> but yeah, if you were to see those like out of order and be like, okay, so the the difficulty levels are uh, are wicked, insane, and lame. Yep. You'd be like, okay, so lame is probably the easy one, but like, what what are the other two? Yeah, I I I, I, don't know. I have no idea. <laughs> oh, vector man. Oh, 90s, I suppose. That's not that's not it's really very Vector 90s. Man. I didn't that realize not... it was I didn't realize it was so late in the Genesis lifespan. Yeah, it was the end of it. Yeah. It's... I mean, like, and then they made the... a second one. Apparently, they did make a second one. And so in between the first and the second one, they had signed a deal to do a movie. Um, uh huh. With oh God, I can't think of the name of the studio. It's not a studio that I had ever heard of before. That um... sounds right. <laughs> yes, it does. I can't think of which one it was, but it doesn't really matter. Obviously, the movie didn't happened it never happened um well it it did it did years later um and it was called (laughs) wally yeah true (laughs) because literally the story of vector man for those uninitiated is that um lucky few humanity has ruined earth with pollution and waste and so has to escape to the stars and le- and they leave behind a bunch of cleanup robots who are supposed to basically just like deal with all of the trash and then let the humans know when it's safe to come back. Mm-hmm. Which is literally just the plot of Wally. Yeah, basically. God, Wally stole that's what happened. Oh my god, Wally stole the plot from Vector Man. <laughs> Except for the part where one of the bots goes rogue by accidentally attaching itself to a recommissioned nuclear bomb and then having that as its face. And then your solution of stopping that from blowing up is blowing it up. Yes. Of course, obviously. Yep. That'll Uh, save Earth. (laughs) Vector Man was also supposed to be a PS2 game at some point. Oh, the the, the company's uh, was uh, uh, Ideal Entertainment was the company that had signed on to, that Sega had signed to make the the movie. Ideal, huh? Yeah, super very idea. doubtful <laughs> i remember i read the the pitch it was like the the pitch for it was a toy story-esque movie oh my the, god that would the... totally be yeah because like it would totally be cg and toy story like popularized that yeah my I mean, god obviously... was there any was there any like 3d cg technology that sega was not looking to rip off at that time <laughs> it's like we need a donkey kong country competitor make this all right, this movie also needs to compete with Toy Story because we because the, they need to know that we can do the 3D. We can do it all. We can do that. We can but do that not, better. Honestly, even... go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, no, no. Go, no, finish what you're saying, because this is going to be something else. OK, honestly, like from what I understand about Sega in the 90s, that actually really tracks with like they had no consistent vision. And no. everything that 90s Sega did was completely reactionary. It's like yeah, well, another that's... company had a success doing this thing. So we need to compete with that. Yes, I th- that, that is why Sega basically buried themselves yeah. w- within like a five year span by creating three consoles. And yeah, because and they, had they no panicked. idea what they were supposed to do. Yep. 
they panicked every time anyone made anything and it was like, we can't be left behind. We have to make something to compete with that. We have to make something to compete with this. They were just running scared from every other company in the space. I mean, hell, they made the 32X because they were worried about the Atari Jaguar. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, it's like, oh, God, Atari's making the Jaguar. We're going to be left in the dust. And the only (laughs) reason why, like, your management makes decisions like that is because if they had a clear and consistent vision of what they were doing as a company and they were just like, all right, that's fine stay the course other companies are going to do what they're going to do we're going to just make this console and we are going to and we're going to support that and it's going to be fine yeah like i mean nintendo is because you believe in your you believe in that vision and you just kind of pursue that and they didn't do that they like pulled all of their resources all over the place to create a bunch of half-baked crap to just compete with whatever they were afraid of that day yeah, it's, it's actually that day, too, because, like, you know, they had the Game Gear, which was okay because they were scared of the Game Boy, but it really was impractical at the time because it required six AA batteries. And that they lasted died like an hour. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then they were like, okay, God, we need another handheld. So they made the Nomad, which just played Genesis games, which actually was kind of cool. But it, it also, I don't think anyone but me bought it. <laughs> and then I didn't was... even realize that the Nomad was an actual official thing. I thought that was like, I thought that was literally like somebody's homebrew project from like <laughs> five years ago. That thing is crazy. It has a controller port for two player action on your six inch handheld. It's the most insane like it's it is pure sega is what it is <laughs> yeah and so i mean like so thinking about that like vector man being like all right we need a game to compete with donkey kong country so which here, came out a couple like i guess what like a year earlier i would oh, yeah, think. I think so 90 because vector man's 95 i think dkc1 is 94 something like that yeah it would have to be for it to have two sequels that happened like in the in the following two years I'm pretty sure it was 94, yeah. Because DKC3, which we just uh, did last week, I think was 96. Yeah, because it was right before the 64. Or right, was no, it with before? The I think it was no, after. It was, it, was, it was after the 64, yeah, it was. Because they, they have that bit that I actually kind of lulled the, at a little bit where Wrinkly Kong is actually yep. playing the 64. Yeah, and it's got the Mario that. 64 music. I really like that a lot, actually. I, I walked in there and it's like, it's it's not quite the Mario 64 castle music. But it it's, totally is. It totally is, yeah. It's like, it's legally distinct Mario 64 Peach's Castle. <laughs> it's like early OC remix remix. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so I was like, oh, that's actually, that's actually fun. This game came out like after the 64 and they were like playing, they were like sort of paying homage to it. Mm-hmm. That's really neat. So yeah, but, like but, I, I would guess that uh, DK, <laughs> DKC1 was probably... Before Vector Man, if Vector Man was 95. You want to know the most insane thing Vector Man did? It has nothing to do with the game. It has nothing to do with thinking that a movie would actually get made. It has nothing to do with sequels or the fact that a PS2 game was going to come out. All right. You want you want to know the craziest part of Vector Tell Man? Tell me the thing that's crazier than all of that. Okay, I'm, I'm sending you an image of the oh, Vector okay. Man box art, which yeah. you can already right. tell it's super rad because Vector Man's punching the N and E of Genesis off of the, like, Oh, yeah, yeah, he is. That's good. That's good. But... Do you see the thing in the bottom left play corner? Play to there? win $25,000? Yeah. So yeah, those always a, turn out really well. So Sega, there is a contest. Ooh, as as the train rolls in with with uh <laughs> cargo. Yes, the cargo. Um I think it's going to Yes, hold on a moment. No, it's okay. It's it's, it's enjoy the you sounds can, of train. 
you can hear it, but it's not going anywhere. Like, oh, okay, cool. Just keep going. So the Vector Man had a, a chance to win $25,000. And what this was was is that the a select number of Vector Man cartridges released in North America. Uh-huh. When you beat the game, uh-huh. there was at the end screen, there was a flashing you win message with a uh-huh. phone number that would appear. And you ha- you called the phone number and it uh-huh. would, you would register as a winner. And then you had to send your game cartridge. What? To the- <laughs> oh, I guess to verify. Yeah. To verify it. So you have to send your cartridge. I don't think they replaced your game cartridge. And there's not a chance you don't even win. Like, I don't, I th- you may not even have even won money. Well, I would imagine they, like, the idea is, like, if the if you get the you win, uh, if you get the you win message, then, like, your cartridge is a winner. Well, because, yeah, I think, so I think the, I think you either got money, so you, you got a decent chunk of money, um, or, or you got send back your your cartridge of vector man and we will you'll win a genesis game of your choice <laughs> it was i think you you could also win a sega saturn is what the other option oh, was, okay that's like that. yeah that's cool. so you did win something because you know you won uh and the the there is only one recorded person of ha- this having won this was someone from New Mexico. I was going to ask, like, did is there anyone who actually is there anyone who actually won? Because <laughs> yes. there are so many instances of this where it's like they do some sort of like sweepstakes for like, yeah, play the game and then you can win money. And like, I feel like every single one of them ever just gets canceled. Well, so no, this it went through. Somebody won the money. They won ten grand, I guess. Uh, and wait, ten, twenty five, maybe was it? I don't remember. I think yeah. maybe. I it think says they won 20, 25. It says twenty five on the thing you sent. Okay, that yeah, yeah. It, but like, I was fully prepared to believe that the cartridge <laughs> says twenty five thousand, and then they paid out ten. <laughs> I, I would have completely believed that. <laughs> well, I think that 25 was the, the top and then 10 was like th- those. Oh, were like the... a second and third prize. But I think I think he did. I think. Oh, OK. Actually, hold on. I, I wrote down what they could win. And okay, they won. Okay. They won 25. They won the grand prize and a VIP tour of Sega headquarters. And apparently they were in a Sega TV commercial. I don't know if the TV commercial ever panned out or not. OK. Because I couldn't find anything about the commercial. I found the person's name, but you can Google it if you're curious that one. Um, and they... I, I I was looking through some old forum sites and people are like, hey, can does anyone have an, a cart with this in it? Like, I want to mm-hmm. see what the play to win screen looks like. And I couldn't, yeah, yeah. I couldn't find it. I couldn't see the you win screen. And I wonder if there's some uh, people are like, well, yeah, good luck finding that as a cart because nobody beat Vector Man. <laughs> um, <laughs> and the uh, I don't know. I just it's it's I wonder if it's worth a decent amount of money now that kind of game collecting has gone it's it's only increased in price in the recent time. oh yeah like the the super rare like winning cart for vector man where there's like only 10 of them made is yeah, probably worth more than whatever the prize money was <laughs> probably especially because if you won you sent your cart to them yeah so that's like it's even less of them yeah so, I so there's no a idea. couple out there where like the people just never beat the game Yep. And yep. may have like a $25,000 cartridge, which obviously they're not going to collect now. No. But like. But maybe they'll get like five or 10 grand or something. Who knows? Or maybe not that much. Maybe just, it'd probably only be a few thousand. Well, it's I mean, like not from Sega. Oh, no. But I mean, even as a collector's item, I doubt. Yeah, yeah. 
it would be worth that much only because i don't know dude like you got mario cartridges selling for like 1.2 million now <laughs> true but i know vector man isn't mario but like for <laughs> something this specific like oh it's a it's a contest winning like super rare version of this game the only um, reason I think it would be hard to have it be worth too much money is that you can't display that aspect of it. So the Mario Kart's like, look mm. at it, it doesn't have the fold tab. Oh my god. Yeah. The, the, bend, yeah, yeah. the bendy thing isn't bent, so it's uh, it's clearly worth money. Whereas right, this one, right. it's like, oh, this has a cool screen at the end of it, and they're like, yeah, okay, I can't see it. Like, right, you can't yeah. show it to someone in your collection. Like, now that, that doesn't that doesn't appear in the in the glass case exactly because no yeah. one actually plays their <laughs> like half the people that are doing game collecting don't actually play the games that they're collecting with right, that right. version of it they probably put up like an emulator or something yeah right? i mean hell like i basically do that now <laughs> yeah right exactly it's and it's i'm not even like a hardcore collector shelling out like huge amounts of money i just like i just like buying cheap stuff to fill up the shelf yeah because look it's cool and it's sort of it's exciting it's yeah there's something fun about holding the physical thing in your hands i get that for sure Yeah, absolutely but but yeah i just i think that's the it is the most it's one of the most 90s things to have on your box art is is this play to win contest that ended up only one person Mm -hmm. one person recording sending it in and winning it was a 12 year old too that that's even i seriously have to like i have to reiterate that i am stunned (laughs) that there is a record of anyone having actually collected on it (laughs) <laughs> me too <laughs> because there's i i can think of two off the top of my head and i know there's got to be more somewhere um so treasure master i don't remember that one treasure master was an nes game that was like i think they were offering some ridiculous like a hundred thousand or a million dollars or something like that sweet jesus like oh yeah by calling it with this code a chance to win one of thir- thirty six thousand prizes yeah 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 and that was the whole, like, that was the whole uh, thing with that game is like, it's just a simple, dumb platformer, but it's like, yeah, play this game and you can win stuff. That, that's oh the whole God, reason yeah. they called it Treasure Master is like you, you win Dude, real world treasure by playing this, this game. This game's, it's, okay, hold on. So after the co- game's released in 1991, players had until 12 p.m. EST on April 11th, 1992 to practice beating the game. At this time, so April 11th, 1992, MTV mm-hmm. revealed a secret password, MTV, the, the television ch- station, right? by entering in this password and the game's serial number before beginning the game, players unlocked a secret sixth prize world level. After this, players had until midnight to complete mm-hmm. the entire game, including the prize world. This pr- uh, prompted the game to reveal a 24-character code, and by calling a special hotline with this code, you had a chance of winning one of 36,252,000 prizes. 36,252. Yep. Uh, that's that's that is treasure i have never heard of this this is that's that's crazy (laughs) but this is another one where it's like oh yeah i don't there's i i can't find any record of anyone having actually gotten anything (laughs) from that (laughs) um like there's so much there's so much stuff in like Anytime there's a big high profile like win real world prizes by playing the game stuff like this, I feel like they all end in like and there's and and nobody has ever reported actually receiving anything. <laughs> there was a there was a fairly uh there was a fairly recent one. Um and by fairly recent I mean like in the last 15 years. 
Yeah. Uh, do you remember a game called Advent Rising? That does sound kind of familiar to me, but I think it's because I'm thinking of. I think it was. A I think it was a thing. I think it was PS2. Um, yes, 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 yes. I'm looking at the box art, and that does look familiar to me. Yeah. So that game had an associated one oh, million Tal- dollar. Yeah, Mister Mister Tommy uh, Tallarico or whatever. Oh yeah, Treasure Master. Treasure Master was scored by Tim Fallon. So ah, gotcha. So that's that's its other main claim to fame. Mm-hmm. Is like the the good composer for the bad video games did the music for treasure master <laughs> um that, that literally is who tim fallen is like amazing music in games that don't deserve it <laughs> um so yeah advent rising had a had a one million dollar a similar like oh find this secret code hidden in the game somewhere and you know and and submit it for a chance to win a million dollars and then they realized that they had like no way of actually verifying the the like legitimacy of like who was first or how many they give out like it's this totally half-baked thing and much like vector man advent rising was planned as a big multimedia franchise with movies and books and and multiple sequels and oh wow and you know and they're in talks with movie studios and and all of this stuff. And like, a I don't know, like a mini series or I don't even know. But they had like they threw all this million dollar prize in as a way of promoting the whole thing and then had to literally just back down on the whole thing because, A, they didn't make any money. <laughs> and B, like they the whole implementation of it was so half baked that it just they got to a certain point is like, we have no actual way of picking a winner. (laughs) Like, how do we actually expect people to like, how do we expect people to actually submit? Like there was, they, it was so poorly thought out that they didn't even have like a way for people to submit the thing that they needed to submit to prove that they won. Holy cow. I don't remember exactly what it was, so I'm missing some details in here, but I know that it was like this absolutely botched implementation of like, oh, we can't even we asked them to send this in and we don't have like a form or anything set up and we have no way to like verify the legitimacy. (laughs) We, We can ask people to take a picture, but then how do we know they're not just sharing the same picture with other people? We don't have any we don't have any way in or outside of the game to actually verify any of this. And we're least, promising a million dollars. At least Vector Man was like, give us your cartridge. Yeah, that's it at least two purposes. They that's can verify it. it. And also, oh, if you want to keep playing, you have to buy another one. Yeah, well, and you don't have to play it anymore. <laughs> that too. <laughs> So anyway, the fact that someone actually made money off of playing Vector Man is pretty damn. That's pretty wild. I'm surprised that that actually came to fruition in any way, because I feel like every time I see a dollar amount on the cover of a game, there's a there's a horror story behind it. (laughs) I I just thank you. Thank you, Vector Man. Thank you (laughs) for following through, following through with what you said you would do. It's actually kind of cool. That's kind of cool. Um, um gameplay wise <laughs> yeah i like how we both transitioned to that with an um and a you know <laughs> gameplay i mean we we touched on it a little bit but like 
I had an overall okay time, but this kind of calls back to like someone in the chat while I was playing it yesterday was like, would you be having as good of a time if you weren't using save states? And I was like, oh, no, no, absolutely yeah, no. not. No, no, very, very not. Um, the, the game is I would say it's pretty much for the average person, like even if you're you consider yourself good at these kinds of games, the game is more or less unplayable without save states today. It's just such a it would be such a chore to get through it where there is so it's really really unforgiving there's tons of stuff in later levels that you just have to know is there or the yeah. you're going to die immediately oh or, like or you... the last five or six stages just ask you to make blind jump after blind jump after blind jump and yes. like you'll probably land on an enemy or something right and 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 you might get to a stage where it starts and you're just the perspective is completely different than what you have been used to and any other stage and you're like what the hell am i supposed to do i'm a frog and there's stone like statues <laughs> crushing me like yeah. what i don't i don't understand and you're just like climbing up this weird roller thing like it's like a like an unfolding bamboo scroll and then there's arrows yeah. on the ground i was and gonna you can say step you know what it them. looks like is the the bamboo mat that you use to roll up sushi yeah that, i think that's might be what it is but then there's like maui maui statues or whatever like, yeah yeah whatever what are those things called Moai. Moai statues. Moai statues that's what they are yeah um yeah which i can't even really blame japan like every time i see a moai statue in like gradius or something i'm like japan loves these things so much and i don't know what their fascination is with them but th they like it's... they put them in like every game they can yeah they yeah they do for sure and I don't, yeah, but they, I can't blame this on a, them because it wasn't a Japanese developed game. No, it wasn't. So it was, that's it was, just, you know, I don't actually, I, I assume it was American, but it could have been like British or something. I'm pretty sure it was US, like in California or something. Like I, that, that seems right. It seems like a Sega USA thing, but I, I, I don't want to say that for sure without knowing. Um, Yeah, I like I said it before, like the basic gameplay is just jump and shoot and it's it's fine. But like there are just games that do it better. Uh, you're that it's this is one of those games where your sprite on the screen is very, very big. And so it's, it's easy massive. To get <laughs> it's really easy to get hit by things because your hitbox is huge, but also because there's not enough screen real estate around you to see what's coming. Yeah. And, and they try to remedy it with that dumb. If you press down, you can look down a quarter of a, like a, a sixth yeah. of the screen downward or whatever, which doesn't actually help ever. No. Like very rarely does it show enough below you to make you make you confident to do whatever it is that you were checking in the first place. Right. Whatever you have to jump to off of this blind leap off the ledge is lower than however far that screen scrolls. And also, and also, if you're ducking, it'll just do that anyway. And then it pulls the screen away from whatever yeah, you're exactly. looking at that you're ducking exactly. from. Which happens in the final boss fight a lot. Oh, God. And... And Vector Man suffers from, I mean, maybe they were just <laughs> preemptively giving Rare an idea of, hey, this game, we should, you should make games with lots of collectibles because Vector Man has some of the most. Oh, yeah. Just yeah, yeah. random landmark collectibles I've ever seen ever. Like, just, just collect the stuff in these stages. Good luck finding it. There's no you, real order to the stages. Yeah, they're real. The, the level the design The stages is, are chaos. The level design is really confusing. Uh, there's no consistent thread through it. There's there's like little secret areas that you have to use your different forms to like get through. Oh yeah, you can transform into. There's like six different forms you can get in the game that some that of them all sort of basically make, do the same thing. 
Yeah, they, they, they change your thing and then you drive it into something and that's how you get to the area. Yep. I think my, my favorite moment was when you transformed into the dune buggy the first time and you're just like, what what, what the hell? <laughs> yeah, you, like, you're just kind of moving around. Like, I will say this. You move so fast. You move really fast. Um, <laughs> well, that dune is buggy, made a little a bit better by the fact that anytime you're in a transform state, you're also invincible. Yeah. And not just yeah. invincible, but like Power Star Invincible, where you're just touch of deathing all the enemies. Yes. So that I like. Yeah, that makes cool that, that makes it a lot that makes it a lot nicer to have to suffer through using those things, considering that the only thing you're really supposed to do with them is just find the one breakable piece of floor or wall and just smash into it. Yeah, it's a it's a fairly I would say it's a fairly sad misuse of a cool idea. Yeah. And like there's there's way too many of there, there's way too many forms for as often as you get them. Yeah. You get like there's well, this and cool, there's, there's this drill form that shows up right next to the floor that you have to drill through and then and, it forms over afterwards. Yeah, and then it's done. You don't get to use it. It's just a traversal thing. I will say there's probably I'm going to guess there's a bunch of things that we if you wanted to collect all the useless collectibles that they might be more useful if you are know what you're supposed to be looking for, but there's no real order to the map. So getting all the collectibles would it just seems extremely painful, especially because there's a random time limit, which I don't get. Oh, yeah, I forgot about the time limit. And the time limit is not uh, it's not for nothing. Like there are a bunch of stages. There are a bunch of stages that I finished with like three eight nine seconds left yeah i i don't i don't get the, i don't understand the inclusion of a time limit you, you can't you can't give a tight time limit and like confusing like bubsy-esque exploration <laughs> or or like dude how many times were you in kind of confused about where to go and then you jump and you're like oh the background is actually the platform what what why is i didn't have it carrying me to the top like it didn't make any i don't mean confused for a long period of time but i mean like you're just walking around and you i did suddenly... have a yeah i did have a couple instances of like oh i can walk on this that's what that's what i mean it's it's not so much confused about where to go but more of oh that's not background yeah it like that's there were, a platform. yeah you're absolutely right there's a there were a bunch of situations where like i would not be sure of where to go and then i was like oh that's a thing okay yeah. um there's also just straight up invisible platforms yeah that's that's cool and sometimes they <laughs> there was there's one segment in the game, I don't know, it's towards the end, where there's, lo- where there's, I, I want to say it's like 15 or 20 invisible platforms yep. that lead you to a one-up. And I was just, why yep. am I, I thought I, thought I, I was, was going to get to the end of the stage. And I, was, I thought oh. it was going to be like a bonus game or a secret exit or something. Yeah, some, something, something cool. it's literally just one one-up. Yeah, it's a one one-up and it's, uh, and, and the TVs don't respawn when you die so there's no continues in the game so once your lives are gone you're over and if you die on a stage and you go to a place where the tv would have been it doesn't respawn right which really sucks yes but Uh, i guess that's part of why they're like oh you can get all the tvs in one run if you just i guess die and start over because then you get you get a fresh timer from whatever checkpoint you left off at but oh i don't know if that's what they intend i would i I would imagine not yeah i can't i that would be I, I will say uh in terms of in terms of uh collectible um c- collecting <laughs> <laughs> did you I actually went into the information um the the information part of the options menu where it shows you what all the one ups are 
or what all yeah. the power-ups are rather. Um, and yeah, there are a lot and they're not visually distinct at all because no. the game, Dude, while menu... visually interesting is also visually a mess. And I don't know what anything is. Dude. Yeah. And, and the menu for, for, for looking at like the stuff in the game, it's, it's perfectly encapsulates what the, how, how the direction of the game is just, complete chaos because you're looking at a menu that should just be showing you how to look at the power-ups but instead you're left with this weird spinning ring thing for each yeah row. and you're, you're you know you would think you would press right to go to the next one but it feels weird because the thing is spinning around so if you're done reading whatever it is it could be in the back part of the screen and you might think you have to press left to get left but really it's you know you're just pressing right to keep looking through the order of stuff right it's, it's so visually hard to look at i i don't know I spent like several minutes just trying to figure out how to progress from like one item to the next because <laughs> there's like they have each they have each thing, each like type of item. They have the power ups in one ring and then they have like the health things in one ring and then they have the, you know, like the, the other stuff like the checkpoints and the weapon types in one ring. And it's like and they're all stacked on top of each other vertically. So I'm like, OK, let me go down to see what's in this next ring and down doesn't move you down to the next ring. It just moves the ring further around. Yeah. It's just like moving you forward or backward through the progression. It's very it's strange, super confusing. And it's like it, this is not a main component of the game. This is just trying to learn what the items do in the video game <laughs> in the options menu before you start. Like, if you want to get me on a on uh, like off on the bad foot before I even start playing the game, make well, it actually me does that before that. in the in the options menu. It, it it manages to do that even prior to that by giving you an unskippable opening vector man's coming logo. Oh my screen god, I like, forgot about that. Where where you can't skip it, which isn't the end of the world because we're talking about like six or seven seconds like if you yeah, were to time it it's not, not that long. much but it's still like yeah yeah i've seen this before i get it like i yeah. don't, don't want to see it. why are you making oh because you spent time animating it yeah <laughs> everything comes down to like we spent time animating this look at it god damn it yeah, god, god damn it <laughs> we, we heard the only reason donkey kong country did well is because it looked good <laughs> I mean, <laughs> there is not. It's, I mean, you're not. It's, uh. <laughs> but but they hey. had a much more cohesive image and vision for what the game was going to be. Yes, yes, definitely. <laughs> now, Donkey Kong Country is a better game than this by far, and it's kind of cool that we play them back to back, considering that they were intended to be like rivals. Yeah, because. Well, yeah, the, the Genesis was the re as you said, was the reactionary or Vector Man was the reaction to Donkey Kong Country and someone specifically because, you know, that was also the, the the 90s is the is the the best and worst of video game advertising where everything is mm -hmm. <laughs> literally in your face exploding, including even even Nintendo of America for all of the crap that they would give or for, for all the stuff that they would cut and say for family values. They still yeah, had a yeah. commercial where a man literally ate too much food and exploded his guts Yoshi's all over the restaurant. Like <laughs> good old Yoshi's Island ads traumatizing me 25 years later. If you have never seen this advertisement, do God. yourself a favor and Google uh, the Yoshi's Island. It's probably the I bet if you Google Yoshi Island TV commercial, it's the only thing that comes up. It is. It, it is there. It is. There gross. are several of them. There are several of them. True. All True. all basically bordering on like weird, colorful inflation porn. <laughs> 
Wow. I I was thinking more. Um, I was thinking more of the. Uh, oh my god, I can't think of the the British comedy troupe. Um, the, the ones where they did the the they they have. I oh my, I'm gonna lose my mind. The flying I, circus. Monty Python. Monty Python. Jesus. I was Pete. like, I was like, I the the one that comes to mind is Monty Python, but like clearly you wouldn't not be able to think of that one. So no, maybe that was it's something it was stuck. else. It was not coming. The, the 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 words were not forming in my head. It happens. Um, it happens. And, so and what about Monty Python? There's there, well the movie this the is it the Secret of Life or the Answers of Life or something like that 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 movie meaning has of a life. scene meaning of life yeah where the dude he you know he's too much and explodes. I so don't think I saw that one. I saw Life of Brian. Okay, yeah. But that's not what you're talking about. No. It's it's a scene that's a much... It's a much more in-depth version of the Yoshi's Island commercial. And if that bothered you, don't watch that scene. <laughs> All right. Don't watch it anyway. It's bad. It's like, I don't know why that was a thing. And to have that, like... It's not just that Nintendo approved that commercial. No, it's for Mario. It's for a Mario game. <laughs> it's for a Mario game. They're like the the icon of all gaming. And it's like, here's this commercial where a like this man is just inflating as he continues to gorge himself in a restaurant. And then it cuts away to the to the wall and you hear an explosion noise and then just like colorful goop splatters on the wall. And it's like, <laughs> what the hell? Like, okay, I get it. Yoshi eats, but like, not like this. I think Nintendo of America was reactionary to the Genesis because Genesis was selling better. They had a, a larger portion of the market share in America, in the United States. Yeah. For a time. Positive. Yeah. And I, and, and it's probably because of all their sweet, their, their, totally radical genesis advertising um yeah so nintendo, nintendo was nintendo doing was... the family friendly thing and and sega was leaning into the you know the yeah, sort of fatalities the, the teenager you know the teenager mtv type genre yeah sega does what nintendo don't yeah in, and that in, that in... did well for them and is you know years later like the most aggressively a product of its time advertisement I think you can possibly ever find. Yeah. Some or the, <laughs> my other favorite one that wasn't, it was in, it was super in your face, but it wasn't necessarily as pointed at. It wasn't pointed at another company was just yeah. the game boy pocket ads where it was, where it was like the guy screaming at the end, stick it in your pocket. Like, <laughs> Oh yeah. Remember, I remember those that. ads? Yeah. 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 <laughs> it was such an odd jump where it was just, suddenly I mean, it was just so it 90s. just feels like they're trying to emulate the they're they're it's it felt like they were trying to emulate the like sega yeah that's what it felt that's exactly what it was because all of the ads were they were just goofy they were very strange ads mm. um i don't do know remember, here hold on do you remember ever seeing any ads for vector man no i don't either i don't know if it's because they didn't exist but supposedly it sold well is what everybody says but here here you should you, sh you should enjoy this 97 game boy pocket commercial not enjoy is a wrong word but this is oh this is an acid trip oh yeah this is this <laughs> I, I do if, feel like i remember this i remember this commercial absolutely on nickelodeon and stuff like i that. feel like this commercial might be like I feel like this commercial might be directly responsible for my mom not buying me a Game Boy. 
<laughs> oh my i mean it does look like it's going to summon demons like that is this is some odd if if you were afraid of video games in the 90s this would make you more afraid. yes absolutely <laughs> i don't know what they were thinking with this advertisement and like my mom in the mid 90s like ordered me not to play final fantasy 6 because of the satanic panic oh right yeah so like this would not have been this would not have helped my case no not at all oh my god that's, i that's did a... eventually get a game boy color with pokemon Ooh, nice but it was like it was like wow you you were allowed to years later so wait she was she was spooked by the satanic stuff but pokemon was okay because wasn't that a big issue for people that were into that so to be clear here like my mom was never like super hyper religious and that's not where that decision came from so ah, it wasn't okay. it wasn't like a it wasn't like a, a god-fearing thing for her it was more of a like fear-mongering fear-mongering news channels yes. are talking about kids killing their parents because they play D&D. Yes, okay. And she was like, "Well, I'm not going to let my kid do that." Sure. No, I I understand. I mean, it's, so it's it, one of those So it, it was born out of satanic panic, but like she was not actually worried about Satan. She was just worried about I guess brainwashing Sure. So it was it was something new and she was getting all of her news from a totally reputable place and was that, yeah. and that you would expect that to be, you know, valid and fair the, the, and balanced. <laughs> the Facebook post from your aunt of the 90s was like local news exposés on <laughs> thing on things they didn't understand. Right, cuz it's entertainment, which is okay. I, I will never forget the uh I I want to say it was like 60 minutes story about how like trying to link final fantasy 7 to the columbine shooting <laughs> yeah when 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 those people's like the i believe was it columbine one of the one of which is a sad sentence yeah i say just, yep uh where their favorite games were were like ddr or something and it was <laughs> and it's like yeah that's i don't believe that's the the issue here it wasn't it wasn't columbine it was the maybe it was god i don't remember it's so I, I know that like I know that the people um behind Columbine played like Doom. Oh yeah, there was some Doom and that kind of stuff. Yeah, of course. But like the this wasn't even like, oh yeah, they played this, so it was an influence. It was like, well, Final Fantasy VII teaches strategic thinking, which could be used to plan a school shooting. You can't be serious. I've never heard of this. It was, I, I'm, not, I'm not kidding. I've never heard of the 60 minutes. It sounds like I was being dumb at first, but I, 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 I thought I you were playing off of it like like you were like my infomercial hype man. <laughs> no, 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 I'm, I'm genuinely serious that. They, no, it literally was that thin. I don't remember it exactly. It was I, it was, you know, 20 years ago at this point, but it literally I literally remember sitting there hearing them draw this this like threadbare connection between like. Well, th like this, this game teaches, you know, strategic thinking and how to plan to defeat your enemies. Holy and crap. that, you know, that type of strategic thinking is is something that uh, that a child could use to in, in the real world to defeat to, to you know, to defeat. To, to defeat their classmates in a yeah, school not, shooting not not hey this critical thinking might be applied to critical thinking no 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 clearly this would be linked to something 
tragic because this is bad and it can't possibly be because of any other thing that's it's, going that yeah that is in their hands or have access to it's, this it's is the definitely... newest and most scary media that we old people don't understand so blame it for all of the problems <laughs> <laughs> well all I of know, them. I, I, actually, I had not heard that 60 minutes had a, an episode about i don't i critical I, thinking being the i cause don't of the know if it was a 60 shit. i don't know if it was 60 minutes i'll try to find it later Oh, sure. Oh, sorry. Sorry. Yeah, whatever. Whatever it was. It doesn't. I just didn't know that that was a thing. That's crazy. Oh I feel God. like it was one of those like national like six o'clock news programs, though. Like, oh, I don't think it was just some dumb local news thing. I, I am. I am not surprised or my, my reaction is not one of disbelief. It's more of just a holy crap. I can't believe I haven't heard of it because it seems like something that would have absolutely come out of that time. Yeah. I mean, until only recently did people finally are, are they're not they're not the 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 well actually that's not entirely true there was an incident where someone in, in in a position of power was trying to blame video games for bad things happening even like four years ago yeah but, i would say probably more recently than that but yeah i know what you're yeah, referring it was actually, to it was more yeah you're right but it's 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 taken such a long time for people to to i don't know i guess people are when when you're afraid of something and you don't like something then it makes it easy to make that the culprit yeah is, i mean it was you know before video games it was rock and roll it's almost like that critical Corrupting thinking the youth. would be useful. <laughs> I don't know, though. Yep. <laughs> it, it's always something, and it's just whatever is the new thing that the old people don't understand or don't like. So it's, you know, it's it's rock music, or it's the internet, or it's video yeah, games. Yeah, now, it's, now it's, it's social media. And I, I mean, I've, I've been, I've been, uh, I've never, I don't look down on social media exactly. I just don't care for it myself. So yeah. I'm not, I don't, I don't understand it. It's not for me, which is, I get it. And I'm totally happy that it is working for a lot of people in terms of their enjoyment and stuff. Right. But I don't think it's, I, don't I, think I it's, will admit to, uh, I will admit to getting a kick out of uh, Facebook and, and company being down for a significant amount of time yesterday. Oh, did that happen? Yeah. Yeah. It was a whole big thing. Facebook had like its worst and longest outage since like 2008. Oh, wow. Doesn't that include and, that in Instagram no, and stuff, too? Or Yes, Instagram was down. And actually, a bunch of other things were down, too. Um, oh, weird. Um, I want to say, uh, not TikTok, but I don't know. There was Snapchat, I think, was down. Oh, OK. So there were there were several. Twitter was up. And that was like part of the joke is like like the official Twitter account was like, hello, literally everyone. <laughs> because a bunch of the other social media accounts were down so like everyone just jumped onto twitter to start using it um but the funny thing i don't know if this is true but like god i want it to be um the big reason why facebook was down for as long as it was yesterday yeah. supposedly is because all of the facebook administrators were locked out of their accounts because they needed Facebook authentication to sign in. I I doubt that, but that is hilarious. <laughs> that seems that seems really improbable, but perfectly like one of those. It definitely sounds like one of those like urban legend things where it's like, oh yeah, that that would be funny if it were true, but like <laughs> obviously not. <laughs> but, but you know what? We could go with it. That's fine. Yeah. That, that's it's sort of like when you it's so easy to uh if you scroll through like what what is it imager is it actually imager or is it like imger i think it's supposed to be imager but like it's definitely spelled imger uh, so if you're looking at imger um <laughs> then 
<laughs> if, hey, if you want me to say it right, at least make it phonetically nor like look right. I don't know. It doesn't seem like it makes sense as im imger. I guess. Okay, gif. Yeah, sure, gif and gif. Yeah, but that that one is at least I can see it going either way. If you if uh, based on I because they haven't haven't people actually done phonetics of both of them and they're technically both reasonable. Right. Of that one, it's it's sort of like. I mean, it's it's more of just my own pet peeve about silly things like like Dead Mal Five. Sure. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but but anyways, the if you're scrolling th through one of those sites or and you see a, a thing like, hey, did you know? And they they show some old historical photo, and then they have some facts about this person. You're like, wow, that's awesome, that's amazing, mm -hmm. and and you want it to be real every time because it's something that just resonates with whatever it is. And then then you think later, huh? Am I about to share this information with someone else's yeah. fact because I read an image of it and I like what it says? Mm -hmm. The misattributed <laughs> oh, right, that... quote. Yeah, right. Oh, yeah, for sure. Or yeah, and, that's and that a happens... big one. I mean, that happens all the time, even with like sayings like "blood is thicker than water." Like, yeah, we, the, yeah. those those type of sayings are we use them completely wrong because that's trying to say that blood, like like blood relatives, have a stronger bond than. Um, the uh, full saying is the blood, the blood of the of covenant. Is yeah. thicker than the water of the womb. Exactly. So it's literally the exact opposite of. It's the, like the bonds that use it. Yeah, it's like literally saying the bonds that you make in life are more important than your familial ties. Yes. It's literally yeah. the exact opposite of how people use it. But people, but someone used it wrong, and people are like, yeah, that's that's how it. That's that's there we go. That's mm -hmm. it. There's a bunch like that actually. Um, but that's that's the one that I think that's the one. Yeah, I there's think of. I mean, the, there's a difference like that's a totally a different thing, too. Than, it is. That's true. Like the historical saying that gets like that gets used wrong over time versus just like the image of a person's face. And then <laughs> yeah, no, 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 totally. and then a paragraph of text that they never said. <laughs> yeah, that know, gets a, that gets five million shares on Twitter. Yeah. It's uh, it's the. You miss every shot you don't take. Wayne Gretzky, Michael Scott. <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, but the that that has nothing to do with Vector Man at all. <laughs> no, none of this does, and that's because we've there's nothing really to talk about with Vector Man, other okay, than thoughts? that uh, there are. We talked a little bit about the the stages that are like yeah, non-platform. Yeah, there's 16, and most of them are just side-scrolling platformer stages with a bunch of blind drops and falls into enemies. And sort um, of maze-ish structure yeah. sometimes. Mm -hmm. um, some bosses that don't really even... I don't remember any of the music from that game. I was just about to ask you about the music. I think the opening music where it's doing the... the, the where you have to watch the logo get blasted in mm -hmm. i think the music there is pretty genesis so it's you know that that kind of <laughs> exactly so I, it's it's a very that is a it's a nice uh intro to the game but then the rest of the music i don't remember literally mm -hmm. at all which doesn't necessarily mean it's bad or good because i couldn't remember donkey Kong country 3 music and i actually enjoyed yeah actually and it's like some of that good. music I'm going to have so, to go look for a bunch of it. So you'll remember some of the music when I put it here at the end of the episode. But true, true. That's but I mean, generally, it's it's whatever. It's it's fine. What so I, the reason I brought up music is because there's no unique music for the boss fights. No, there's they just, just kind of show up and it makes the boss fights feel like not boss fights. Well, there's literally one stage where you fight this thing and it's I don't know, it can jump super high. Uh and 
I was like, oh, is that the boss? It's like a face. It's like a robot face. or whatever. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you kill it, and it's like, oh, is this the end of the stage? I'm confused now. Like, I didn't even, I, like, I thought it was the boss, but then I wasn't sure because there's like 15 more seconds in the stage where you kind of go through a little winding corridor. And then yeah, I know. Ends. I know the one you're talking about, actually. Because uh, he's kind of like, it's kind of like protecting a, a like a, a, a sort of corridor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. And it's got like a, it's got like the face is kind of like a shield. Yes. And you have to basically like attack it to move it away. Yep. Yep. And you don't know when you're doing damage to bosses sometimes. Yep. Some of them flash and some of them have like a weird animation, but you're not sure if it's a taking damage animation or if it's just they're like winding up for a shot. It (laughs) it really like it really goes into like the animations and the visual design is cool, but super unclear. Yeah. Like you don't know what the hell is happening. What's foreground? What's background? What's an attack animation? What's a damage animation? What even is your character supposed to be right now? It transformed and now you're just moving in a direction. Like it's, it is all very, very like it's style over substance. (laughs) That describes it perfectly. It's, there, there are a bunch of times where you're playing the game and you will start the next stage and you'll just be like, I don't I don't even know what I'm looking like. What is I'm on a train track? Why is stage stage two on a train track? What is happening? that's the worst stage in the game? Stage it's two so is weird. the actual worst stage in the game. And I would not be surprised if a bunch of people who rented this, that was all of Vector Man that they saw. Yeah, that was me. Like, I beat stage one and got to stage two. I was like, this is strange. And I played it a few times and then I was like, yeah, I don't like this game very much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's terrible because that is it's clear that they're trying to show off the 3D tech, but they do so with this weird shifting camera angle. And like the you there is no way to tell where in the hell any hitbox is ever right. Like there is stuff on this on the left and right side that are shooting at you. There is this big like metal robot thing. That is yeah, it's like, like hanging gripping. from the train tracks. Yeah, it's, it's gripping the track and you're supposed to shoot the hand, but then like it can hit you when it's like reaching up to the hand and sometimes but you have bullets, to jump over it. And where is anything? And the bullets feel like it's just like going over the thing you're shooting. Yeah. Like it's, it's so hard to tell it what is, you're doing. It is the, it is one of the most confusing sections of a video game that I have ever experienced. And then there's a weird one where you're suddenly a top. And you're waiting for you're like on a disco floor. Oh, and yeah. You're waiting for like the door to open so you can shoot the boss. And it's a very strict time limit. So if you mm-hmm. make a mistake, you you might not get through it. Yep. Yeah, I had to do that one a couple times, too. It's very weird. It is very, very weird. They're oh, like, and don't forget, there's no continue. So this would not like saying, oh, yeah, I had to do it another time. doesn't seem like that big of a deal, but it's so annoying because you would have to start all the way back at the beginning. It's true. There is Even one with save states. There is one thing that I will say is actually somewhat cool. Yeah. That makes the game a little bit more forgiving if you know how to use it correctly. Oh, yeah. I, yeah. Um, and OK, maybe two things. One is that you're you're you have a double jump in the game and the double jump is an attack and it's the most powerful attack in the game. Yeah, it does a stupid amount of damage. It is it is like probably the equivalent of like 20 or 30 shots. It feels that way, yeah. By just like by just like booping their heads at with the right timing. <laughs> That's not what I was going to say. The no. fact that this game has the only multipliers that I can think of that I actually care about in a video game. It's a very cool that that is cool. 
because normally you get like a times two, times three, times five, and it's like, oh, points. Yeah, and that it's don't like, even okay, do maybe, anything. Yeah, maybe the points will give you an extra life at a certain amount or something like that. But mm-hmm. other than that, it's like, whatever, they're points. Points are points, and they're not really important for a game where you're just trying to, like, clear the game. But in this case, the multipliers actually apply to, like, everything you pick up. So more points, if you get a health pickup and it's one pip, then it's multiplied by whatever multiplier is active. So it can be two or three pips or five pips. And one-ups are actually multiplied. If you have a multiplier active and you pick up a... I had it happen once. I had a times three multiplier and I picked up a one-up and got three extra lives. And I I was like, that's rad. Yeah. That's actually super cool. So if you play through the game enough and you know where those things are, you can actually plan out your route and be like, okay, there's a times five multiplier here. And then I can run down over here because they last a little while. Mm -hmm. And you can run down over here and there's like a secret one up and then I can get five up. Like, that's really cool. And that would make it a lot easier to go through the rest of the stage or the rest of the game, except you you cap at nine. So it doesn't really matter that much. (sighs) So you can't really like stockpile them. Yeah, I thought that was sort of a bummer. Yeah. Because that would actually that would actually make the game like from a from a casual, like legitimate playthrough standpoint, that would make the game a lot easier if there was a way to just like stock 20 or 30 lives in the first couple stages. And then it'd be like, okay, well, the fact that the later stages are like really challenging and sometimes kind of trolly is kind of made up for by the fact that like the game controls generally pretty well in the side scrolling sections. Yes, it's it's the game's not it's not a it's not like a sloppy feeling game to jump and shoot yeah like it's it's okay and it it uh it has a shockingly effective duck yeah true like there's a like they do a good job of making your duck worth it there's a lot of things that shoot at you at that the exact right level where it's like it'll hit you in the face if you're standing straight up but then you can duck under it and shoot and that's really useful there's like there's mechanics about it that feel really good it just there's not enough of them and the yeah. other the other aspects are really trolly and just take all the fun out of it. But it would be more OK if you could, like, use the multiplier and one up thing to just stock 20 or 30 or 40 lives like in the first few stages and then use that as like your stock to get through the rest of the stages that you're not as familiar with. Mm-hmm. Also, I think this game has like a secret password code input system. Oh, really? I feel like it does. Um, my memory, I, I could be wrong about this. You know how we talked about how we both played Vector Man on the Genesis collection on yes. like 360 PS3 and yep. basically did achievement hunting? Yeah, it was like collect 500 folk, like whatever the collectible things is. It was, it was, so it was like a super short amount of the game, but yes. <laughs> was it really? Oh yeah, it was really, for, for Vector Man 1, it was almost nothing. Maybe it's Vector Man 2 that I'm thinking of. It could be. But I remember there was one in that collection that it was like beat stage 10. Ah, okay. But it was like, there are, but here it's beat stage 10, but here are a bunch of passwords or codes you can input to go to like level three, level six, level nine. Oh, interesting. Oh, I do kind of have a memory of that just to get the achievement faster. Yeah. I, I feel like there was, I don't know if it was Vector Man. Maybe it was Vector Man 2. Maybe it was a different game altogether. But I remember there being one that's like, oh, you have to clear like a fairly late stage, but you can just like password warp to it. I may be misremembering slightly also because I think there's more than one Genesis collection, which would have had a separate achievement list. That's possible, too. That could be, too. 
I don't care enough to look it up, but I, I, <laughs> yeah, me but I will look at, uh, level select vector man and see if I'm right about that. Vector man cheats level warp. Yes. Cool. When you turn on the game, you can move vector man around on the Sega screen. Oh, wow. I don't know. I don't remember doing that. This is on uh, this is on GameSpot, and it seems to be like sort of user generated. So I don't know if it's actually true, but <laughs> uh, Pika Blue. <laughs> but it says when you turn on the game, you can move Vector Man around on the Sega screen. Shoot the Sega logo twenty four times. Jump and hit the Sega logo with Vector Man's head twelve times, and the letters S E G and A will start falling. Catch ninety to one hundred and ten letters to start on stage five. Catch over one hundred and ten letters to start on stage ten. Okay, I'm like that's a lot. I don't. Re- I feel like I would remember doing that. I would definitely remember oh, that. Or press B A A down B A A B at the uh, at state at the options menu, and you get stage select. Oh, okay. I could do that. That I might <laughs> I might have done that. But I, you can't see the good ending if you use it. What's the good? What's the? What's I have what? no idea, and I don't care. Nope. The good ending wasn't particularly good unless you didn't see it. I mean, it was basically like Vector Man's the hero. Everything's happily ever after. Yeah, the end. Oh. I mean, what more do you really want from... <laughs> like, that is, as much as I don't care about Vector Man, that, that's, that's a fine ending for Vector Man. Yeah. Like, whatever. I, it, it's 1995. You don't need anything more than that. You're the hero. Congratulations. Yeah, literally playing, beating Vector Man would have been the reward if you bothered to play Vector Man as much Absolutely. as it would have taken to beat it, mm-hmm. right? That that would have been the There's, holy crap. There is it. as much effort put into the ending and the resolution of that game as there is put into the story at the intro. Yeah. I didn't actually look at the manual for this game, so I don't remember. I, sure I feel like it's got a lot play. of the, I feel like it's got a lot of the information that you need actually in the in the game, like yeah, at least the power-ups yeah. and stuff. It's it's that's, that's, um, that's I will say that's kind of cool. Good work, good work, Vector Man. Yeah, for for that era, it's it's rare to have like it's rare to have that information like in the game rather than in the in the manual. Mm-hmm. Um, the only thing the only thing left that we didn't talk about yet, and there's not much else that needs to be said, but um, okay. developed by Blue Sky Software, yes, a, who, subsi- who? a subsidiary of Titus Interactive. Which is responsible for Superman 64. The best game of all time. <laughs> Probably the most unfairly maligned game of all time. So they were actually, Blue Sky was working on the PlayStation version of the game. Which was supposedly going to be better. I don't know. I watched the I watched footage of what the game was going to be, and it seemed better than, sure. Better, yes. Good, I don't know. It's hard to tell because they. it's obviously what I was looking at was some like pre- more of just a, a tech demo of what would have been as opposed to any sort of real game. But yeah. Superman flies around and saves some people and stuff and blasts some things. It looks very awkward because it's it's a game like Superman feels fairly ambitious for the place like 1997 to 2000. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like what, what people wanted to do with it, I think would have been difficult as a, a really game on uh, not even early. I guess it's kind of late. It's just that it's yeah. before the next generation of games were those that were that type of world building was more possible. Right. Right. Yeah, yeah. I think that, um, I think the two big things about, about Superman that really like, like 
all anyone thinks about is like that weird, foggy, like no draw distance world that looks ugly and yeah, ring 64. flying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And like you could have probably you could have probably fixed some of the draw distance issues with different hardware. But like ultimately, like design wise, that game is flawed. Yes. So there's only so much you could do with like a new version of it. It might oh, it run. Was, it it was, might run better, but like the missions and the actual. I think stuff it's that totally different. To I think it was a completely reimagined version of what Superman sixty four was. So it's not even really Superman sixty four. Oh, okay. It's it that's was, interesting. They it's not like a IP Mega Man Legends it. versus Mega Man sixty four. I don't believe so. No, I believe it was going to be a whole new thing from the ground up, and they because they had the IP for Superman, the licensing for it. I mean, and, and then they lost it. And then they, yeah, and then they lost it, and they were like, "Yeah, we can't get this back. We have no mm-hmm. money." <laughs> so that that was it. That was the end of uh, Blue Sky Entertainment, and well, I Titus Interactive. Was, was the end of Titus, and so I think that, that is, that. yeah, I think that was the end of Titus Interactive. Actually, it's pretty close. If it's not the end, until March so, nineteen ninety five. Yeah, that's about right. It helped them. <laughs> Defunct as of 2005. So they may have like shambled along as a, as a zombie company for a little while after that. But sure. But yeah, it, it certainly didn't. It certainly didn't uh, help them. Wow. Nope. Titus Interactive bought Virgin Interactive huh. and Interplay. When? In uh, in 1999 and 2001, respectively. Wow. Interesting. I have nothing more to say about Vector Man. No, I will just let you know that next podcast, I'll finally get to reveal my my spooky Halloween thing that happened to me way before Halloween. And it wasn't I going to be a spooky Halloween I super forgot thing. that was even a thing you wanted to talk about. Yeah, me too. <laughs> that's why I didn't, that's <laughs> why I didn't talk about so it Write it down so you earlier. don't forget when we, when we record next time, because I don't <laughs> know when we're actually going to record next. <laughs> well, it will be sometime in the next couple of weeks, so... Be be ready to be totally scared. I will be very spooked. All right. Sounds good. All right. Bye, everybody. See ya.